This is the Action for Wellness podcast, where we discuss small changes that will greatly improve your life, health, relationships, and well-being. Hosted by naturopath Maya Harish and parenting consultant Nava Abraham. This is the Action for Wellness podcast, episode 16. And today we're talking about creating an evening routine. Before we get started, Nava, tell us one cool thing that happened to you this week. Chocolate. <laughs> That's, need I say more? Um, <laughs> there have been ads for this new chocolate coming out called Blondie, which is like white chocolate, white caramel chocolate or something. And I've been dying to taste it and I've just been seeing ads and they haven't been selling it. So I was very pissy. But this morning I found they started selling the chocolate <laughs> in three different flavours. So I bought all three and I had to taste it. I only tasted two of them. Uh, one of them was less exciting than I'd hoped and the other one was really good. So I'm quite excited, like like really proper excited about that. So it lived up to your expectations? Yes. I really enjoyed this chocolate. Yes. Yay. So what's your cool thing? I hope it's cooler than mine. Or more <laughs> yeah, so enthusiastic. That's very easy. Let's oh, shut up. Chocolate is the coolest ever. Um, okay. So my cool thing is that I was finally able to donate trees. I decided last month, I can't remember if I said anything about this or I not. I think you did. But I decided last month that uh, it would be a good thing if I were able to donate a tree per appointment set with me. And I finally was able to do it because it was the start of the month. I decided I'd do it every first of the month. And even though the first time I tried, the first five times I tried to donate it, my card got declined because they had a problem with the website processing. Yeah, yeah, it was them. So they sent, <laughs> they sent me a, a new link to a different part of the website and now I'm able to do it. My, my goal, goal is to donate at least 500 trees this year. And I'm really excited that I've started... Started towards this goal. Yay! I'm actually quite excited for you. But wait, this year? This 2018. Okay, thank you. Cool. This a year from now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, not, well, not, this year, that's a, an ambitious goal. I don't think I'll have 500 patients this month. Considering there's like 60 days till the end of the year. <laughs> not even, I'm not even counting work days, just 60 calendar days. Yeah. No, not going to happen, but I could do it in 2018. I'm really excited about that. I think that's a really great way to start the month by doing something good. Definitely. And all of these trees are going towards reforesting um, after the huge forest fire that was in uh, Northern California. And although, Worthy cause. Yeah, at the beginning I was like, oh, I wanted rainforests, but I get that that's a really worthy cause. And I think that's really yeah. good. Um, so... Today, we're talking about creating an evening routine. And I know that morning routines are the coolest thing everybody's talking about. But as the days grow shorter and colder and just a little bit more depressing for some people, like me, like my sister, I think it's really important to create an evening routine. And in creating an evening routine, I mean, make sure you also have time for some taking care of yourself. We've already done an episode about taking care of yourself. And what we're talking about in this situation is when it gets darker earlier, we're all ready to bed. We're all ready to go to bed sooner. 
and we feel more tired earlier on in the evening. It could be eight o'clock in the evening and it feels like it's got to be at least midnight because it's so dark out. Add to that the fact that it's probably raining or at the very least cold. That makes it very difficult for you to have more get up and go in you. In the summer, you could go to bed so much later, you, you won't really feel that heaviness. Um, but it's really something that's very, very natural. We all It happens to all of us, which is why we wanted to dedicate an episode to that, because it's so easy to get sucked into that and just sort of collapse into bed without having eaten properly, without having done anything. And then it you, you, like, you wake up the next day and you're just, I'm so old. I've done nothing. I go to bed at eight o'clock and I'm done, you know, and that could be really depressing. So can not feeding yourself properly. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a total, it's a cycle, right? You're depressed because you think you're depressed because you went to sleep really early, but you went to sleep really early because you're sort of malnourished or something. So yes. So what happens is you get stuck in this loop and it's like, you know, the chicken and the egg. You don't really know what came first, but you're just in this situation now. So it's sort of just turning into daylight savings. We're just we're just there right now. So this is a good time to sort of plan in advance and get ready for that. So the main thing about that people say about a morning routine is that it sets your day up for success. And in many ways, that's very true. If you sit down and plan ahead your morning, then you're much more likely to meet your goals than if you just go about your day and sort of hope inertia will get you there. It will get you somewhere. It just might not get you where you want to be. So evening routines are much less often discussed, but I think for sure, uh, at least as important. One of the things that should be in your evening routine is feeding yourself properly. Navo is just saying how in this time of year, much more often than in the summer, she's likely to just have a cup of hot chocolate and go to sleep all a day than to sit down and properly prepare actual food to eat. And even I admit that in the winter, I'm much more likely to order takeout than I am in the summer. Because when it's already dark at six, I'm already much less excited about the idea of spending an hour cooking now. So how can we create an evening routine that works for us and makes sure we're working for us? Well, I would say um, the first thing would be cooking and preparing meals in advance. So it could be anything. It could be soup. It could be rice. It could be just we're talking about things you can prepare in advance. Stick it in a single or double or however many portion container you need and stick it in the freezer. And then you can just all you have to do is take out the box and defrost it. And then you have a, a meal. Before you do that, you need to make sure that eating properly is one of your priorities. You have to you have to tell yourself that eating properly, nourishing yourself properly throughout the winter is a part of your priorities. If you know that this is a priority of yours, then there's a greater chance that when you cook something, you'll cook in larger quantity than what you need. So you can then portion it up and keep it in the freezer so that you can take it out when you don't feel like cooking. It's true. And even before that, it means you'll shop accordingly. You'll buy, you'll have this in mind when you go shopping. Some of the things I recommend for a lot of my patients in the winter is always having loads of orange vegetables in the house that you can really quickly make a soup out of that you can keep in the freezer. Orange soups are very comforting. They've got a sweetness to them because sweet potatoes and pumpkins all have an inherent sweetness in them. And not only is it delicious, but it's also strengthens you. 
it helps it helps your body stay nourished so that's a really good idea eating a lot of vegetables in all sorts of different forms can really help strengthen your body so in according to chinese medicine the color of winter is white so eating white vegetables can help you stay strong throughout the winter they'll help your huh. immune system so that's things like cauliflowers and radishes and parsnips and turnips and all of these things all the exciting vegetables. You, you, <laughs> she said dying inside. Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get excited about white vegetables. I love cauliflower. Oh God, I love cauliflower. Yes, I, love I agree. I love cauliflower and I love parsnips. And if you can add a bunch of these things into an orange soup, then that's fantastic. You can also make a cauliflower soup. You can also use cauliflower as a base for a pizza. So that's a really easy way of adding more of these things that nourish you and help you feel better into even, I mean, pizza is basically the king of junk food, isn't it? No, it's a salad. <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> Only in no America. No offense. Uh, meant we're just taking the piss. Some offense meant. <laughs> yes, okay. Not That's offense. True. Some judgment. There is some, some judgment. judgment. There is some judgment. Yes. So uh, this might be an internal joke a little bit, but we sort of take the piss about pizza being a salad in America because a salad is... It's a portion of vegetable. Pizza <clears throat> counts as a portion of vegetable in an American diet and nowhere else in the world, hopefully. Yes. So slightly taking the piss. Move on. So what I'm saying is, if you make sure you have loads of vegetables and you cook them, that's a really good start because you can you can keep these things, they're so easy to prepare. It's really easy to just cut up a few vegetables and stick them in the oven and have even the most basic of antipasties. I mean, just some cooked vegetables, some roasted vegetables as a side to any meal. And once you've got that sure, in the oven... Sure, they so nice. And once you've got some roasted vegetables in the oven, it's it, it's half the meal done, right? Now you just have to do something small else. And if you've already frozen some portions of rice or quinoa or any other grain, then you basically have a meal. Yeah. You might want to add some protein to that, but it's fairly easy. It doesn't even have to be a complicated protein. It can be, if you're English, baked beans. And if you're not English... <laughs> Because only English kids have baked beans. I think, well, Australians probably have baked beans as well. I'm fairly sure Americans do as well. Yeah? I thought they only do refried beans. No, no, no. I, I had a lot of baked beans when I was living in America. But you're English. No, but I had two American roommates. Okay. They made sloppy joes. <sighs> Sorry. They anyway. were very good. I enjoyed them very much. <laughs> um, so, okay. So one thing that should go in your evening routine is making sure you have proper nourishment. The second thing is if you have kids, plan an evening routine that works for them and that works for you so that you're not putting them to bed and then it's nine o'clock and it's already dark and horrible and you don't feel like getting into the kitchen. So you need to figure out a way to have your food be part of your plan for the evening, not an afterthought. It's true. You've actually, first of all, you brought up a point, uh, sort of, uh, I don't think you even meant to, but you've brought up a point that I discussed in the blog post that I wrote this month um, about um, your children and daylight saving. Um, I do recommend you read it because uh, it has a lot of 
<clears throat> it has a lot of helpful, useful advice um, on how to help your children adjust to daylight saving, despite the awkward, ridiculous uh, title it currently has. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, once it becomes dark earlier, it's difficult for your children as well, because they also, just like you, feel a lot more tired a lot earlier on in the day. And you have to pay attention to that. So if it becomes dark at six o'clock and your children are only going to bed at nine, there is a problem here. Everyone here is going to be overtired. So do refer to that with like useful, helpful tips because it's just a bit of irrelevant into this uh, podcast. And also, of, of course, you're welcome to ask me uh, directly by contacting us uh, on our email, info at actionforwellness.com. But once you have that down, once you have your children asleep a little bit sooner, a little bit earlier in the evening, then perhaps you're a little bit less knackered by the time they're, they're down. And then it's like, instead of being at a point where you just want to sit down, put your feet up, have a hot drink and just collapse into bed, or even you don't mean to, but you find yourself either zombified in, fr in front of the television, you know, hours later and going to bed much later than you planned and probably having eaten quite a lot of junk food. It's true. If you have, you made a meal for your children, if you didn't sit down with them and eat with them uh, for whatever reason, then you could heat up your portion. You could prepare it while you're making, while you're serving the kids food. Just make a portion for yourself and say, and keep it aside in a way you can easily reheat it later when you want to sit down and eat. Um, that's, that actually works quite well to just, if, if it's already prepared and all you have to do is stick it in the microwave or the toaster oven or whatever, and it's a fairly simple thing, odds are much higher that you'll actually get to it after the kids are down. Definitely. And all of this is, the way to achieve this is by making yourself a plan for what your evening will look like. Like you would do in the morning and you would sit and you would think to yourself, what do I want to do today? How am I going to do it? What are the things that are important to me? Am I going to meditate every morning? Am I going to whatever it is that you feel you need to do during the day? An evening routine is about you saying, okay, the kids come home from school at four. We will spend an hour playing whatever, and then I will start preparing their food and they'll sit in front of the television or they'll continue playing whatever it is they were playing before. And at six, they'll sit down to eat. Half past six, they'll go to bed or we'll, we'll start showering them. Half past seven, bedtime, read a story until eight. Half past eight, hopefully I'll be able to eat dinner. I confess I'm not I, I like the concept. I okay, so the, the timing down of it, the, the, uh, but I call that and I add um, maybe planning a, uh, like a weekly menu, and then if you're cooking, if you're doing like if you're doing bulk cooking, say over the weekend or something, so that you can prepare it for the rest of the week, then basically you have boxes in the freezer for like you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it's all ready and you don't really have to think about it. All you have to do is remember in the morning, maybe take out the box from the freezer so that it's, you know, easily more uh, defrosted by the time you're ready for supper. And then all you have to do, rather than actually cooking the meal while your kids are home and you've just gotten home from the longest day ever and it's cold and miserable outside and you're all like, all you want to do is sit down and huddle up in a quilt or something. You do that, you reheat the food, you heat it up and then you're ready to serve it. There's minimal work involved in that. The kids will have, you'll be able to do this while your children are all around you and they all want their mummy. And it will really, it will simplify life so much. And I will add one, one more tip for those of you who feel the need for more comforting 
foods and whatever during the winter. Because when you come home and the house is a little bit cold and it just makes everything feel a little bit more depressing. It's like gloomy and cold. I so dislike that feeling. So one of the things that is really helpful, even though we hardly ever think about it, is the way the house smells. There's a dampness in winter and it has a very... It's true. Oh my goodness. There's a dampness in winter and it has a smell that's very recognizable. And for people who do get winter blues, just that smell alone will make your life just a little bit more depressing. So one of the things you can easily, easily do is change the way your house smells. So a great way to do that would be using essential oils and maybe using something citrusy like grapefruit, which might sound like a weird smell, but it's really uplifting. Um, you, so you can do that really easily. Just have a little burner somewhere where your kids can't reach or a diffuser that doesn't have to have a, a candle in it. So you can actually just have it around the kids and put a drop of essential oils in there. That can be really uplifting. My favorite thing to do is have a, uh, just a saucepan with water and cinnamon and ginger and maybe a little bit of clove, just something that the smell of it you find really comforting. So for me, there's nothing more comforting than the smell of cinnamon. So if I just have some cinnamon in water that I can make myself tea out of if I feel like it, just, just have cold water. No, just simmering on the on the light. Okay, so you have to pick. That's something you have to. Sorry, I said in a saucepan. I kind of assumed. No, yes, I I was like, I was trying to make it. I was thinking this is a brilliant idea, and how do I do this at my house now? Um, and leaving, you know, leaving a saucepan simmering on a on a small on a low light is just something that you have to be there. You yes. have to fully be there because when you have four young children, you really have to be aware of it. So, just, sorry, just that, I was just trying to. But a burner, I really like the diffuser. I like the idea of it's super simple to do, and just it just changes the smell and it can lighten the mood. Like music, the yeah. things we smell can affect our subconscious in ways you can't even imagine. So, just having a nice light uplifting fragrance around the house can really make a difference so i do kind of think that if i had this little cinnamon in my house all the time you'd be hungry hungry. it's possible it's but you can you you can do you can prepare something that's lovely and you can have it as dessert like you can do poached pears or poached apples and that can be dessert for the kids and it will smell beautiful your whole your whole house will smell of it for the whole evening and it'll be lovely for everyone I'm actually, I'm loving this idea. I'm going to start doing it for sure. Because it's so simple and it really makes a huge difference. It's true because in the winter you go out, you have to close all the windows. The house is pretty much shut up and smelly when you get back. It's just like, it smells closed. Yeah. I think one of the problems, one of the problems I always have in winter is that I am always desperately opening the windows and cracking the blinds and everything and my husband is always desperately closing everything up behind because he's always freezing anemic much but uh it's it's really it's it's the thing we're constantly sort of fighting over this i always have the window cracked always at least and he always has it closed so it's having at least having a smell in the house would make a difference and if it's like an essential oil that literally lifts the air a little bit that could be substantial yeah yeah, it's the little things. Honestly, it's such a small thing, but it has such a huge effect. So definitely do that. If you're one of the people who suffers dramatically from cold, you might consider having ginger. <laughs> no, never a hot water bottle. Don't ever use a hot water bottle. 
Um, but you might consider making ginger tea and drinking ginger throughout the day, unless you're on medication, in which case you should definitely check it before you do anything like that. But ginger helps the circulation go faster. So people who really? have really cold hands and really cold feet, ginger will definitely help with that. Really? I've got the worst circulation. Yep. So ginger. Uh-huh. Why do you think I eat so much ginger? I don't know. I think it's disgusting. I keep thinking to myself, why is she doing this to herself? (laughs) Because I don't want my fingers to go white. I see. That's why. See, the things I just don't even bother asking her anymore (laughs) because she eats the weirdest things sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Ginger isn't that weird. Ginger's disgusting. The way you eat those things that, that, what is it, candy ginger? What is it that you eat there? Anyway, it's like the most insulting candy. It's not candy at all. It's not yummy at all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if anyone gave ginger candy ginger out in Halloween, now, <laughs> their house got fucked up. Sorry, go on. I don't think anyone does that. Exactly. Why would you? It's not a good. It's not. It's not candy. No. Anyway, it's a con. So that's one of the things that can be really helpful and there was another thing i was going to say but i can't remember what it is so it was clearly not important i hate it i fucking hate that i know it's worst it's the worst response to having forgotten something because it really does not at all mean that it wasn't important especially not with me (laughs) it's true dory okay so we'll stick it on the next podcast that's our advice for today so number one make yourself an evening routine and make sure it works. Including an, a menu, a weekly menu. It doesn't have to be like a restaurant menu, just what are you going to eat today? Mm-hmm. Two is... Prepare in advance. Prepare, Prepare in the advance. food in advance. Put it in containers you can easily defrost in quantities that you need. Three is make sure you have warm socks and, and the, the little things that just can change the whole way you're feeling. It's true. You can often come home and it'll be like cold and just unhappy and it's like hours later you'll be like oh i should put on warmer socks and another layer or something you know something ridiculous so i in my blog post i um, linked to the socks i just got and i love 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 those socks so you should what are these uh, socks it's linked on it's linked on uh, on my blog post and change the way your house smells will change the way your house feels yes Definitely, I'm going to do that myself. If you're still suffering from the cold, have some ginger. And if it doesn't work, go get your blood test done and make sure you're not anemic and make sure you don't need vitamin D if you have a tendency for winter blues. And I think that's it for today. I yep. think that's... So we hope this helps you um, in your winter prep. Um, please do let us know. Uh, did it work? Did it not work? Are we idiots? What are we on about? What, what, what's going on here? And have a beautiful week. Yay. Bye. See you later. Bye.